Welcome to the Mental Health Podcast, brought to you by Zuri Day Wellness, LLC, where we discuss all things mental health. I am your host and favorite health and wellness coach, Gianni, and today your soul is in for a treat. Joining us on the couch for episode three is a high school friend of mine discussing mental health and weight loss. So grab your tea and meet me over at the couch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Health Podcast, where we discuss all things mental health. Today, we have Mr. Kevin as our special guest today. Kevin is a super duper special guest. I'm probably going to say everyone's a special guest, but everyone is absolutely a special guest. But let me tell you why Kevin is so special. So (laughs) Kevin and I are actually high school buddies, right? Um, And you know how sometimes uh, relationships kind of circle back around. Well, that's exactly what happened with Kevin and I. Um, We had study hall together um, and study hall was absolutely hilarious. Uh, Singing in the cafeteria, uh, breaking all the rules and just being loud, like just being absolute teenagers. Okay. okay. (laughs) And um, once we both graduated uh, high school, we kind of, you know, just kind of separated, even though we lived in the same area. But we went on our own mental health journey, which actually brought us back full circle um, to be in each other's lives. And I am so forever grateful for what Kevin brings to my life and my business at this point. You know, he's definitely a great support and motivation for business as well as friendship. So let's give a round of applause for Mr. Kevin. Thank you. you. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so humbled and grateful. And I. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. I mean, friendship aside, it's it's, <laughs> right. it's the friends that bring you along for the journey mm-hmm. that are, are the most important. They, they see something in you that you may not see in yourself, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I love you and I thank you for that. Oh, you know, friend, I love you, friend. <laughs> Get the tissues for the couch, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, it's going to start early now. We ain't going to start too early now. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start off with two truths and a lie. So, give two truths and a lie about yourself, and I'll try to guess the lie. Okay, all right. Oh, you have to guess the lie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to guess the lie. Okay, okay. So, um, two truths. Um, I'm an author. Um, I'm a singer. And um, two lies, see if you catch it. No, no. So, you're supposed to do do three. Do three things. Oh, I have to do three? Yep, so give me three facts about you, and then one of them is supposed to be a lie. So, I have to absolutely lie. Okay, yep. so one of them out of yep. three has to be like, yep. okay, okay, yes, I'm following, I'm following, I'm following. <laughs> okay, all right, so um, I'm a singer, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a weight loss coach, mm-hmm. and I also love the gossip. I love it. I'm gonna go with the gossip. <laughs> I kind of made it easy for you. I kind of made it easy think, for you. <laughs> I don't think you're a gossiper at all. Like, no. Yeah, I, try I with, mean, try with we all, you know, have our little gossip moments, but there's a difference hey, hey, between, right. you know, gossiping and being a gossiper. Right, right. You saw the distinction. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, you still okay. win. You still win. You still win. Okay. First try, I got it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 
Let's talk a little bit about, you know, where we kind of uh, reconnected. So when we reconnected, you were on this amazing weight loss journey. Can you just give us a little bit of insight about that? Yeah. So um, when I graduated high school, the last time that we probably saw each other was mm-hmm. around that time. And I had weighed 324 pounds. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've lost 131. Wow. Yes. And um, since starting my weight loss journey, because um, you, you start and stop, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it is a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start, you stop, you go through moments where you're more consistent than others. You go through moments when you're like, OK, I can't do this or this is too hard mm-hmm. or uh, you kind of get satisfied with a certain point mm-hmm. and you give up on the overall goal, which is health. You know, right. And and you're so focused on just the illusion of, well, if I get down to a certain size, I've achieved that Mm -hmm. and not realizing that health is not equated to how small you are. You know, so in those moments, um, I look back and I said, okay, I started at 278 last year, you know, kind of restarted the journey, ended up now to where I'm 191. Mm -hmm. And you forget about how the journey started. At one point, I was 324. Mm. You know, I didn't start at 278. I've been doing this for a while. And mm-hmm. over the course of, what, 10 years or so, mm-hmm. really just trying to take my mental health, my physical health um, into consideration and, ba- and balance it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's been a struggle, but um, I've obviously I found victory in it. And I'm so proud of the journey and proud of myself for being here. Mm-hmm. You know, now um, I can look back and say I did it. Right. It's, right. It's, that's, that's the most important thing yeah. to say I, I stuck to it and I accomplished the goal. Mm-hmm. You know. Nice. So I'm sure there are a lot of people watching that um, either want to start the same journey or already on that same journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, when was your final decision where you're like, I'm I'm losing this weight. Mm. Wow. Um, the final straw, I, I mean, I kind of hit different points at different points of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think the moment when I said to myself, enough is enough, is when I went to the doctor and he said, you have high blood pressure. Oh. Yeah, I went to the doctor. He said, yeah, you have high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing for me, I mean, black folk, we know we have these risk factors. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's in our in, in our genes. It's kind of embedded somewhere in our DNA, somewhere. <laughs> um, and so I had the risk factors on both sides of my family. And so mm-hmm. growing up, it was always in the back of my mind. Like, you got to watch for this and watch yeah. your sugar and watch your salt and stuff like that. But... You know, you don't. You never really necessarily take it into consideration as a young adult mm-hmm. until you're forced to. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor. He put me on one pill, and within the course of seven months, I was on three different medications, just trying to control my body, okay. just trying to let it make it do what it's naturally supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I had to say, all right, what am I doing to myself that's making my body get out of whack? Right. You know, because my body is designed to do one thing, but it's not doing that. So what am I doing that's kind of inhibiting that? Mm. So I made those changes first. I started being more active. Mm-hmm. I started res- well, not restricting myself, but removing things from my diet that wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I was living to eat and not eating. I was eating to live, mm-hmm. kind of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm eating to live, but I was living to eat before. Right. You know. Right. Um, and so now taking into consideration what serves my body, mm-hmm. what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of balancing out my diet, not restricting what I want, 
all the time, but mm-hmm. being disciplined and understanding that, yeah, I can have a piece of cake today, but don't wait till Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're still eating cake every day and expecting to have abs. Right. You know, two months from now, it's just, it's not going to work out for you. You have to I use logic. You're going to have some ass. You're going to have some ass. Okay? <laughs> okay. Put another S in there somewhere. You're going to see what you're going to get. Okay. And, and that's just being real. You know, I, I mean, I've never been one, even when I started Herbalife, it was never about. Um, restricting myself. Mm -hmm. It was about finding balance and saying to myself, I did everything else. Mm -hmm. And so this is something new. Mm -hmm. This is something that I haven't done. And if I put 110% into it, what's the worst that can happen? I've already failed every other avenue, Mm -hmm. you know? So when the doctor told me that, I said, let me try something new. And that's what I did. I took the action behind the idea, Mm -hmm. you know, and then here we are. Good. Nice. And it's so very true. You know, um, unfortunately, people of color, there's heart disease, heart failure, uh, cancer, diabetes. All of that is really like going back to the beginning of our bloodline. And, um, you know, through my own research and my own vegetarian journey, you know, I've I've learned that there is a way to alter um, genetic health issues, Mm -hmm. you know, by Mm -hmm. just eating the right way, you know? So for, unfortunately, I have that, I had that same worry, you know, where it was like, I got diabetes, high blood pressure, everything on both sides. I can't even possibly escape it if I wanted to. But by making that conscious health switch of, you know, eating to live, you know, like, to live for a long time, not just till tomorrow, but, you know, an extra 20 years than the average woman in my family, yeah. you know, we have to make those conscious health switches. So congratulations to you for being motivated enough to make that conscious switch because that's half the battle, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so with that, you know, <laughs> what did you find to be the most um, interesting or challenging um, part for your mental health throughout this journey of losing such an abundance amount of weight? It was, I mean, I automatically got it. (laughs) Um, It was honestly seeing myself Mm -hmm. as the person I wanted to be. Mm, Because body dysmorphia is real. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing, being so sure that you can reach a goal is half the battle. Mm -hmm. You know, having that confidence, having the discipline, that's another Mm -hmm. portion of it. But, to see yourself the, in the way in which you want to be, mm-hmm. seeing yourself from 200 pounds to 150, you know, mm-hmm. saying I have a goal, but I, I don't quite see it there every day. Every day don't look like, you know, I'm slimming and it doesn't look like it looks like I'm fluctuating or getting heavier some days rather than others. And mm-hmm. you go through all of that. And I'm honestly telling you, it took a little over a year before I got an opportunity to look into the mirror and actually see what the scale was reflecting. Mm-hmm. Now, you spend majority of your life over, you know, 250 plus, 300 plus, mm-hmm. you know. Now you're under 200 pounds. I'm seeing changes in in um, proportions of my body that are foreign to me now. Mm. I'm relearning. Wow. I've never seen myself, and I don't remember, I should say, the last time I've seen myself in a size medium shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time I went to the store and bought and bought size 32 pants. Mm-hmm. So to see my body in these clothes fitting and looking a certain way is totally foreign to me at 31 <laughs> years old. So 
for my mental health, I had to find balance in myself. Mm-hmm. I had to find balance in my emotions because it's an, it's an emotional roller coaster. You really do freak out sometimes when you lose 20 pounds and then you sit there at that plateau for a while and you ain't doing nothing else. Yeah. You trick yourself. Yeah. You'll revert and you'll eat because uh, that was another problem for me. I was emotionally eating. Mm. Another factor that went into my mental health, things I had to unpack in order to get the rest of the weight off, Mm -hmm. deal with the root of the issue. Why did I have the weight on for so long? Mm -hmm. Why did I feel the need to carry it? Why did I keep putting it on Mm -hmm. when I had opportunities to take it off? Those were the things I had to look into. Once I tapped into that, everything fell into place. I felt better on my off days. I didn't judge myself, Mm -hmm. but I got motivated. Mm -hmm. I transmuted that energy into something else that I needed to reach the goal instead of feeding into what I didn't need that was making me stay big, mm-hmm. you know, and further hurt myself and for, you know, keep on keeping on these pills and medications and things that I knew wasn't serving me, things that I knew I didn't want moving forward, mm-hmm. you know, remove certain things so that way you can have the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Nice, nice. I think it's very interesting that you said Seeing yourself in a size medium shirt or even smaller was foreign to Mm -hmm. you, you know, because it's like we don't think about that. And we often think about, um, unfortunately, this is a societal thing, um, women having that issue of adjusting um, from seeing themselves big to small and learning how to dress again. And, yeah. you know, um, even though, you know, the new shape comes with confidence, <laughs> you're still second guessing yourself. Like, is my shirt rising or, right. you know, things like that. You know, I know a lot of women that go through that, especially with having kids and <sighs> getting yeah, older and yeah. things like that. You know, so to hear that from a man's perspective, it's like so eye opening to me. It's so very eye opening to me because we don't really think about men and how they feel about their body images, you know? And I think it's kind of a society thing where we just wash that away. Even though now you have like the men waist slimmers and things like that. But where for us, I feel like we're conditioned, you know, to kind of think, oh, men, they just go work out. And a woman, she has to stay home and take care of the baby so everything and everybody her, yeah like it's more prevalent for women to think about their body image than a man does but wow that that's amazing thank you for sharing that yeah. and if i can interject um yeah. just to kind of piggyback off of that mm-hmm. um i think the reason for that is because society has such strict standards mm-hmm. on what a woman is supposed to act like yeah be like mm-hmm. um carry herself like mm-hmm. look like you know, even down to her her eyelashes. Mm-hmm. So for for men, that I feel like for men, we kind of get ignored when it comes to the emotional aspect wow. that comes along with body image. Wow. Because the standard is always so strictly enforced on the woman. So I think what I try to advocate for is to not dismiss that part of it because it's inclusive. The women's the woman's story when it comes to how society views her is important. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to include that little boy who mm-hmm. was told that he didn't he wasn't handsome mm-hmm. because he didn't look like his friend who got the girls and got the popularity. Right. So he felt even if it wasn't said to him, it was felt in his surroundings. Right. Or he wasn't first pick in sports because he looked like he was too large to run fast. 
Mm. Or he couldn't be the first pick for the clothes at, at when, you know, other students got clothes and selections to, yeah. you know, how they had like little mm-hmm. holiday treats and stuff like that. I was one of those kids where, you know, if we had, um, I was very active in choir and stuff. So when we go on choir trips, we have, you know, a certain wardrobe or mm-hmm. if we did get T-shirts, I had to get mine specially ordered. You know, those things you don't think about, but it does something to the little boy. So when he becomes a man, he doesn't know how he shows up in the world. He's not confident or or really strong in who he is. So who he comes off to be is distorted. Mm. He doesn't have a clear picture of who he is. So how he's coming off isn't clear to everyone else. Mm-hmm. He doesn't set clear boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't um, he doesn't know how to maintain certain relationships because he doesn't know how he shows up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know mm-hmm. what he can contribute. He has no clue the power he has because society and people have told him how his flaws identify him. Wow. That is so deep. It's so deep, but it's so true. (laughs) That's my reality. That's my reality. It's a learning process. It's a relearning process. Mm -hmm. But it is a process. Mm -hmm. And if we don't talk about it, a lot of men won't say, well, you know what? I mean, think about it. How many brothers do you know wear shirts that are like two sizes too big for them? Yep. Or they don't know how they look in a suit. They've never been fitted for a suit. Mm-hmm. They don't know their measurements. Mm-hmm. That's very normal. Let alone the little boy who don't know how to tie a tie. Have you ever been to an actual store where they sell dress clothes? Right. And been fitted for, you know, dress shoes. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's real. Wow. It's real. That is absolutely amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like the equivalent for a little girl for, you know, her sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if she's in, into pageants, getting, you know, fitted for her dresses. Mm-hmm. It's those same experiences that boys don't really get all the time, but it's not talked about as much. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. standard is different. Yeah, yeah. So while you were um, shedding the weight, I'm sure there were other things that you had to shed, you yeah. know? So aside from... Yeah. You know, just the weight itself. What else were you shedding throughout this period? <sighs> Guilt. Oh. Guilt. Um, fear. Mm-hmm. Self-doubt. Um, self-sabotage. I sabotaged a lot of opportunities and even relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um because I felt less than or I didn't think I was equipped for the job. Mm. So, or I may have felt in certain times where my voice wasn't important, so I didn't give it. Mm-hmm. And not knowing had I spoke up, had I stood my ground, had I, you know, um, allowed myself to share space in that moment, I would have had those opportunities like everybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And opportunities, they present themselves and they can only be, be applied to your life if you take them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only consider it a blessing if you take it, you know, when it comes and know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You, If it showed up, that means you were ready for it. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel like it, but God would not have provided it had it not been time for you to have that. Right. But right. we stunt our own growth thinking we can't and we, we won't or we're not big enough. And it's it's all in your mind. It's all a mental. Like, I'm a phlebotomist. And mm-hmm. so I tell my, my patients sometimes who are deathly afraid of needles or the sight of blood. I got patients who they pass out every time. And then that one time with, with me, nine times out of, out of ten, they won't. 
They won't pass out. That's their first experience not passing out during the blood draw. Yeah. So I go through breathing exercises with them and their parent if they're a child or, you know, and I, I just try to make the atmosphere in the room as calm as possible mm-hmm. because they're already anxious when they walk in. Mm-hmm. So my energy has to be calm. So I can't match whatever they're coming in with. Right. You know, right. but I tell them a lot of this is mental. Mm-hmm. You're more afraid of the needle the pain from the needle mm-hmm. and everything. You're afraid of outcomes that haven't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. You're already tricking yourself to thinking I'm going to pass out mm-hmm. because the fear is telling you mm-hmm. that that's the consequence for even being here. Right. You're not even giving yourself an opportunity to show up as strong, as courageous, as victorious. You're already selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a chance to do it different. Mm-hmm. Stay calm and watch. When you walk out of here, you'll have a whole different confidence because you accomplish something mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. Now, you you will have those who succumb to that, but it's a process, mm. you know. But they got the, the seed was sown. They got the knowledge. So next time they may come a little different. Right. You know. Um, so I think that's what it all comes down to. Just not tricking yourself mentally mm. when it comes to things that you really want. You know, mm. from, whether it be the weight loss, whether it be a job, whether it be a relationship. If it serves you. And if it's meant for you, mm-hmm. it's not going to miss you at all. Mm-hmm. But you also have to learn to take risks and opportunities when they present themselves. Mm-hmm. Because the, when they come that time, they might not come again. If they do, it might be way down the line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, listen. Yes. <laughs> here it is. You want it? How bad do you mm-hmm. want it? You know? Mm-hmm. It's going to require some work. Mm-hmm. But do you want it bad enough to work at it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Little things like that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's funny that when we're when we're um, striving to reach a new goal, like we find ourselves just letting go of unrealistic limits, you know, and we didn't realize that certain things were limiting us. Even simple things like, oh, I'm never on time. I won't be on time. (laughs) Been there. And it's like... I'm going to tell on myself. <laughs> you're Been telling there. Right. <laughs> Been but there. You're, you're already, you know, putting out there that you'll never be on time for mm-hmm. anything, you know? So it's more than just, you know, shedding anything. What doesn't matter what your process is, whether it's just emotional healing or mental healing or any process of, you know, reaching a new goal that brings healing. There is a lot of shedding and unpacking that happens throughout that journey. Yeah. Um, so anyone who might be taking step towards the same weight loss journey, what message do you want to give them? My message would be to focus on what it is that you want and be clear about the goal. Mm-hmm. Once you have the goal in mind, the little steps that follow will kind of be um I don't want to say easier, mm-hmm. but once you're clear about the goal, you can be more clear and distinctive about the steps that it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Like if you say, I want to own a business, well, then you know that if you're spending X amount of money on frivolous stuff, you got to cut some of that or all of that out to, to build the financial wealth you need to get the business. Right. Right. So keep in mind, have the, the, the goal in mind. Also, make sure that you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. Don't do it. For anybody else, I was told uh, for years growing up, Mm -hmm. you should play football, you should do this, you should do that, because that, for a lot of people that loved me in my life and cared about me, that was their way of showing me tough love or, or telling me inadvertently that you have to do certain things to get the weight down. 
because we want to see you around. We want you to be healthy. Oh, okay. But it came off as criticism mm-hmm. and judgment because I really didn't love myself. I took it that way. Mm-hmm. I received it as such. And so I think a part of that is the reason why it took so long for me to tap into, I got to do this. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? So again, being clear about what you want, being clear about the big picture and doing it for yourself. People will say anything. They will discourage you along the way. Mm-hmm. Even now, I got people like, well, I think you can afford maybe 10 more pounds. I'm like, could you afford my hospital bills? Could you <laughs> afford the pills that are going to come along with that added right. weight? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got smaller. It doesn't make me, you know, a, a different person. I mean, I've grown through it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. I, the goal is health. Right. I want to be around first and foremost, you know, so just because you're used to seeing me larger, you're like, oh, I miss, you know, teddy bear Kev, and I miss like you could put on a little bit more weight. I want some more, you know, some cheeks on you. Like, I mean, the aunties is real. The aunties is real. You know, black people love to feed you. You can't go to the function talking about, let me just get a salad and a piece of chicken. You sure you ain't hungry? You want, I'll pack you a plate. Don't worry about it. You don't need to pack it. I'm packing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, but um, again, you'll have that. Mm-hmm. But be clear. This is what I want for me. I want to be around for me, for my family. I want to be able to do something different so I can show something different to my children, mm-hmm. to my grandchildren. Show an, another option to how to live. You know, being black ain't all about eating fried this and smother that and in butter drench that. Right. You can be right. black and be healthy and not and, and still be for the culture. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what's the distinction between fried chicken and black people living. If anything, it's killing us. Yes. Yes. Not to say that we can't enjoy it. Right. But in moderation. Exactly. Everybody else do it. Mm-hmm. Every culture has its cheap foods and whatever, but. It's about moderation. If you look at other cultures, a lot of them are doing it differently. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, making daily or weekly trips to McDonald's. They don't even eat that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you at McDonald's in China. It's not the same McDonald's that you see here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, being mindful of that and discipline. Mm-hmm. That that would be the three things, I would say. The last thing would be discipline. Nice. Once you say, I'm going to do this, stick to it. You know, love yourself enough. To say, I'm going to do this. I want to see it through. Because think about it. You've given that much or even probably more energy to other people. Mm-hmm. Other situations. Their projects. Their dreams. Their visions for themselves and others. But we give only half of that to ourselves. And we wonder why we don't get on the same level. Or we don't meet the same level of accomplishment mm-hmm. as everybody else. I saw a lot of people lose 100 pounds before. And I'm like, well, you know, what did they do? Or... I tried that, too. And how they get like that doing this? I did that. Well, guess what? The effort was different. Mm. Their reason might not have been my reason. Once I was ready and it was my turn, I grabbed it. I went with it. And then the results came with time. Mm -hmm. But there was a relearning process, Mm -hmm. you know. So that was it. Be clear about your vision. Um, Be consistent Mm -hmm. and and, and know why you're doing it and, and do it for you. Yeah. That's it. Just yes. do it for yourself. Yes. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. I, I am like so blown away by your journey and um, who you've become, you know, as a result of it. Because um, even with, you know, hitting new goals, again, any goal you hit, you have a risk of losing things, you know, losing people, losing sight of the true goal. But 
you kept going with your goal, you know, and you didn't let anything stop your goal. And once you hit that goal button, it was like endless from there. You know, you just kind of soared. And it is really, really nice to see the result. And I'm so happy for you. I'm so very happy for your happiness. Um, And I'm also very happy for the ministry that came out of it for you because I, I see you and I, you know, I see you um, projecting this positive light and aura to the world. And we we both know, you know, when we're in a place in our lives that we're just not comfortable with ourselves first, mm-hmm. we can't give light to the world, no. you know, so. More than anything, you may have lost weight, but you gained your purpose and your light. <laughs> and I want you to just keep striving and going Absolutely. in that. So thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. So before you go, thank you. I have just a small gift Aww, for you. So there you go. <laughs> wow, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope you don't care. Yes, I needed a planner, and you know, I procrastinate sometimes. I can be honest about myself, okay? I procrastinate, and I go to the store, and I say, you know what? I'm not going to get that planner. That one don't look right. Uh-huh. And then, oh, my God, and it got the little case, got, and it feels good. Oh, my God. So I can stop procrastinating right. and plan it out and stick to it. Write down the vision and make it plain, people. Absolutely. Huh? Absolutely. I know Sunday's tomorrow, but hey. <laughs> Wow, and you know I'm a teacher. <laughs> no, okay, yeah. <laughs> wow, and this is a good bougie tea, Tazzo. I love me some Tazzo, y'all. Tazzo is some good Shout stuff. Shout out to Tazzo. I hope y'all sponsor us one day, but Do I it. love Tazzo. <laughs> Put that plug in again. That's a good plug. Yes. Tazzo. Be zen with Tazzo. Be zen. Yes. Listen. They have a zen. Zen tea. AF. They have a zen tea as well. I love them. They have zen. a different one with your baby. Okay. With the logo. Right there. Right there. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Wow, man. This is this is beautiful. Thank you. And it's got my favorite things in it. Green tea, black tea, oolong. I don't even know what oolong is, but I'm going to drink it for a oolong time. <laughs> Jasmine and peach tea. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, Instagram, Facebook, all of that great stuff. All of that. So just at Kiznae. That's at K-I-Z-I-Y-I-N-E-E. Wait, is it that? No, it's K-I-Z-N-I-Y-E-E. Okay, K-I-Z-N-I-Y-E-E. At Kiznae on Instagram. Instagram, uh, Kevin Harrison Jr. on Facebook, uh, Kids Naive on Twitter, Snapchat. I still got all that stuff. Uh, follow me. And if you are interested in your weight loss journey, definitely reach out to me. Um, definitely my goal is to inspire. It's not to put anything on you. It's not to sell you anything. It's not to do anything but motivate you to be better in any area in your life. Um, I'm currently also... Uh, pray for me. I'm currently in classes to become a life coach, a master life coach. And nice. um, and that's something that it's a new journey that I'm scared as hell to start, but I'm doing it because I feel it in my bones is something I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I desire to do. And so that's going to be coming more information about when I start this, the whole journey and really make it my own and so while we're in the process, keep me in prayer for that. Yes, and big things coming in 2020. So 
Yeah, I'm excited. Nice. I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy for you. I think that's perfect for you. Absolutely perfect. Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we have today with Kevin. It's over. Thank you for tuning in to the Mental Health Podcast. Please be sure to go and follow Zuri Day Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Clubhouse as well. If y'all got Clubhouse. Tag in, I mean, type in Zuri Day in Clubhouse. We're there too. Um, yeah, follow us, Zuri Day Wellness. Be sure to check out our website as well to get some of our new apparel and mugs. Um, yeah, thank you guys for watching. I pray that you all have a blessed day. Bye. Kevin, it was such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for your transparency. Your journey is both eye-opening and encouraging, but also a testimony of faith. I pray for your continued growth and success and that your story touches the hearts of more men out there. To the listeners, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow us and check out our website at ZuriDayWellness.com.